Hello and welcome to Casting Nets, a podcast about real life, living faith. I am one of your hosts, Pastor Dave Rudot. I am with uh, Pastor Will Harley, uh, who is here. This is the number two of our marathon, so this is going to be the best one, folks. This is the best of our marathon that we're doing three podcasts in a row. Uh, Will was saying in our last podcast that one of these three is going to be good. So we hope that it, it's this one. This one's going to be the best one. This one, our, our topic is confirmation memories so the idea of let's share some memories hopefully not embarrass uh maybe not name names so much in this podcast but teaching confirmation really is a joy and it really each confirmation class has its own culture and it all has its own thing for us as a pastor that are memorable hopefully it's memorable for the kids as well you maybe get a little taste of that on a confirmation sermon when your pastor brings up some memory that, that happened and uh, you don't get a chance uh, to know the whole story, but the kids uh, might know the story. And the reason why we use this, we want to bring this up, is just the idea of the joy of teaching uh, kids confirmation, that it is, um, for us as pastors, it is a real joy, and also for it's, it's something that we take with us, as a reminder to us of, of what it is we're called to do to teach, and uh, we are actually called to teach people. We're not here to teach robots or people that have no personality whatsoever. Um, and it is also an opportunity for us uh, to make fun of ourselves a little bit uh, as pastors because uh, we shouldn't take ourselves too seriously. Well, well I just have to say before we, we jump on into the show here, um, my people won't hear a confirmation sermon because my kids are going to be preaching that as they confess their faith. So <clears throat> I will make fun of them and tease them after the service because that's where the fun really is. Um, we close the service because, you know, we want to make sure that we keep the service separate. Then we make fun of the kids, because that's what teaching is all about. <laughs> Making fun of the kids. I thought that's why we got into this. <laughs> um, not quite. But uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is a podcast, two pastors just sharing our stories with one another. Uh, you're in a conversation. This is in no way represents our churches, our church bodies, um, hopefully it represents our Lord and Savior. Uh, we hold ourselves to the Lutheran confessions, but we don't hold ourselves that seriously. This is a, 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 a more, light-hearted, more light-hearted show, and we, we hope that you uh, take that in that vein, that we're enjoying uh, what we've been called to do and the people that we uh, are called to do it with. So if we are going to uh, um, enjoy and share the happy memories or memorable memories of teaching confirmation, I think we should um, make fun of ourselves first. And so I will make fun of myself first. And if you want to make fun of yourself, Will, you can. Otherwise, uh, we'll just move on. But we want to make sure we have this out of the way so that people know that we're not uh, making fun of others. We are just enjoying what this, what this uh, activity is of teaching confirmation. And the memory that I have is uh, sitting in front of my the my my pastor, who was my dad, Pastor Arnold Rudot, and he was uh, a man who took teaching confirmation very seriously. He was very passionate about it. He was a good teacher, 
because he was so passionate about God's word, uh, but he didn't necessarily use a lot of jokes. So I don't think Will would have handled him very well. Uh, he might have been <laughs> disciplined a couple of times because of all the, the jokes that he would crack up. But there was one time when he did uh, pull off a joke, and that was when I was sitting in confirmation, and I thought I was going to be smart and a smart aleck. And I asked my dad, we were talking about the Trinity, and I asked him, I said, you know, if the Father is sitting on his throne, and Jesus is sitting at his right hand, at the right side of, of him. Where does the Holy Spirit sit? And he smiled and laughed at me, and he said, Oh, do you think the Holy Spirit's just flying around heaven looking for a place to land? So that's as close as he ever got to uh, sharing a joke in confirmation class. You see, I, I, I would have to say that um, yeah, I can't remember my confirmation class all that well uh, to, to make fun of, of where I was at that point in my life. But I can say that that I have noticed in my confirmation career of teaching confirmation that I date myself a lot. Um, and I will bring up references to music that the kids look at you like, how old are you? <laughs> Or or references to like movies and things that that I'm like this is the perfect illustration. I don't know what you're thinking, and then you look at you like, no, 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 that's <laughs> just not. So I have I have been many times you know had to, uh, had a had what I felt you know that that tingle down the spine moment like yes I nailed it I have totally imparted knowledge to these children. And then the children so wonderfully um, humble you by just kicking you right in the nuts. <laughs> Can I say that? On? Can I say that on the podcast where they just like, Pastor, I don't get it. <laughs> and so you go back to the drawing board, and you're like, Well, I'll have to find another way to to try to to get over uh, on these kids and 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 really help them in their their learning. Um, and, and you know what? I have to say that this year has been been a joy for me um, since we're telling us some personal stories. You know, last year was my first year here at St. John's and, and you know, first year being in ministry at a new place um, brings with it its own set of challenges and nervousness and things. And, and I was compared to you because you were teaching confirmation class last year to to these same set of kids. Um, and and I came in and, well, you're not like Pastor Rudot. You know, he he was better. Well, they did the yeah. same thing to me. They said, you're not like Pastor Cole. He was better. Well, I, I just told them, I said, Pastor Rudot's a better pastor. You should have called him. <laughs> they didn't like that idea. Um, you're stuck with me. You're stuck with me for however long. The Holy long. Spirit thinks I'm better than Pastor Rudot. So. Yes, there you go. He's landed. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, this year was 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 good because you know I, I sort of came off of last year well with the pandemic and everything else. Um, I was kind of following along the course with a with a confirmation study that I wasn't very familiar with because we were both sort of kind of using someone else's stuff. And um, I know that's another discussion for a different time of uh, curriculum, and we're going to talk about that later. But <clears throat> um, this year was so much. I think more my personality because it was was something I was familiar teaching in the way that I was familiar with teaching it, and um, I was really able to be kind of relaxed and have conversations with the kids, which I really love. Mm -hmm. um, is is to sort of to, to, to josh around with them a little bit and and uh, 
um, you know, try to bring them into the conversation, which, which is hard to do today. It's really hard to do because either, either, and I'm going to put the best construction. They're just super respectful. <laughs> That's my best construction. I, I think if anybody else would be looking at them, be like, no, they just don't care. And I, and I don't want to say they don't care because I think they do. I just, they don't engage like I would. Yeah, each confirmation class has their own personality, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, it, like one year you have really lively kids, questions are coming at you. They ask you weird questions like, uh, I heard my friends and I were talking about God as a woman. What, what do you say about that? And you go, okay, let's let's dive into that. And other times it's just crickets. He's not, crickets. by the way. <laughs> he uses masculine pronouns. Yes. See, those are God's preferred pronouns. He, he self-identifies. He as self-identifies a male. as a male. And then he actually comes as a male into the world in the form of Jesus. Should we talk about Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, this is not talking about This Jesus. is not talking about Jesus. Jesus. This is story, story time. time. Story time. <laughs> but I want a story about Jesus. <laughs> but I'd have a story since, okay, so we're not talking about a story about Jesus, but I have a story about the Holy Spirit. Okay. And... So I was in winter, um, and oh man, this was what fourth year, fifth year there. I was I was in winter, and um, I had one one young lady, uh, just smart as a tack. She she was very 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 gifted in her ability to memorize, not so gifted in her ability to spell. <laughs> and every time she would take her her written tests for memory work, she would write the Holy Sprite. And no matter how many times I would correct her, it's the Holy Spirit. I said, I said, God is not a soda. He's, he's the Holy Spirit. And, but she would always, she would write the Holy Sprite. And so at the um, very end, just as a, as a funny to help bring the congregation into this joke that had been going on, because it, it kind of, it, throughout the entire year, all the, the confirmation kids kind of understood it. And it was, it was a good chuckle. Get done with the the confirmation service. Get done with everything, and and I'm handing out the certificates for confirmation to the the kids. And then we usually have a gift from the elders and the council um, for the kids. Um, sometimes it's a thriving thing. You know what I'm. You know what those are. Um, and and I I go under the pulpit and I had set up um, a can or a bottle of Sprite, and I put a halo on it and wings, and and. Uh, I uh, was able to tell the story in front of the congregation, which they all chuckled because they all kind of knew her, and that's just the way she was. And and so she uh, she was able to have have her very own holy holy, holy sprite. sprite. So on confirmation, on confirmation, the holy sprite came to her. <laughs> now, when you did the laying on of hands, did you like give? No, you you kept that. No, I I, I kept that. Uh, I kept that very much to the right of confirmation, confirmation. which we talked about last time. Sure. All right. Well, I have an uh, interesting story about um, uh, about the qualities of God. Now that we've learned that He was uh, perhaps was carbonated uh, from one of our carbona- uh, confirmation students when when I was first teaching confirmation, and we were talking about uh, the uh, attributes of God. You know what what do we learn about God from nature? Uh, basically, at the beginning of uh, a confirmation, where you talk about knowledge about God, you 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 take the kids a step back and it's really sometimes very difficult for them because they are always, they're programmed saying, well, we learn about God from the Bible and you're undoing that for a second to say, Wait let's a second. learn about God from nature. Do you, do you not learn about God from the Bible? You do learn about God from the Bible. Okay. The kids I just are want programmed to make sure I... you would say, you would say, 
where, where do we learn about God? And they say, the Bible. And I say, no, that's not the right answer at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you're, no, you're right, but you're wrong. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you learn about God. That's from, next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, you learn about God that in from nature that he's like uh, eternal, that he exists forever. We think of the seasons going going on and, and continuing. Uh, we look at the mountains and say, they've been here for a long time. That tells us that there is a being out there that at least as old as the mountains and maybe and is older, uh, who is eternal. Uh, we we learn about from nature that God is powerful from tornadoes and th- things of that nature, that if there is uh, things that can really rapidly change everything that's going on, the things that we assume to be normal, such as the ground being underneath our feet, and then there is an earthquake where the ground moves, then we say there must be someone out there that can move something that is immovable, which is God. And I remember... Uh, with it was two girls, and uh, we, were, we were going through those things, and I said, well, what do we learn from nature about God? And said, that God is eternal. Yeah, right. And then I say, and God is powerful, they say. And then I said, and God is, and the next thing they said was, and God is pink. How did they get pink from I that? have no idea. It was just, it was a joke. And then for the rest of the time, uh, God is pink was something that we remembered, I guess it, with the P, powerful pink um but that's the story uh, i did mention it in their confirmation sermon somehow that god is no longer pink uh hate um and and so on and they they smiled at it when we talked about it so it was a running joke that year about god is pink and he's not pink well <clears throat> the lord is not pink um i don't know if he really has a color and if he has a color it might be white um that, that seems to be his preferred color along with his his preferred gender is he um, but as we, we talked a little bit about that, you know, you're talking about some funny things that <clears throat> kids say funny things in confirmation class. Um, I mean, they just they just do. Um, <clears throat> and it, and maybe it's because they are not old enough yet to have a fully formed filter or um, th- just in the moment they kind of make weird connections. But. Just as you were, you know, you're talking about nature, and you're ta- and they're making these connections at pink. Well, one one time in in back in winter again, um, and this was was Madison Teeman was and she, great. I thought we said we weren't going to say names. Oh, she doesn't care. She is she is a really really bright girl. She uh, she's on her way in college now, doing fabulous. Um, she <laughs> we're in class, and as we were we we're talking, we we're talking about heaven and, and what's heaven going to be like and and we're, we're we're trying to expand upon this concept of how wonderful heaven is and how great heaven is and out of the all of a sudden out of the blue she just says pastor she goes i have a question and i said yeah and she says are there squirrels in heaven <laughs> i said well i'm sure why not did she like to hunt squirrels is that what well i thought i thought for sure it was gonna because it was you know we're out in the west and and people like to do that kind of stuff and i said yeah sure i said you know yeah you know they're all god's creations and i i can't see why they wouldn't be they don't have a soul i mean it's not like the same as us but i said why i don't see why not she goes do you think god would let me ride a squirrel in heaven How small does she think she's going to be? I have absolutely no idea where that came from, but but it or was squirrels going to be that big in heaven? Is that what she's thinking? I, I, you know, we were talking about you know how how there's just it's perfect and it's going to be exactly how God intended it. And she's like, well, what if I want to ride a squirrel in heaven? And so that became sort of the running thing for that year was was the desire to ride squirrels in heaven. 
Um, totally had zero basis in theology and zero basis in anything of reality. Um, but, but it, you know, it's those moments, like you said, God, is God pink and, and can we ride squirrels in heaven that, that become those, those running jokes within the congregation and within the, the class this year, it was a Ram, not truck. Um, and, and for those who want to know what that story is, you'll have to wait till Sunday. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's one of those well, things. Well, they would have already heard it. Well, probably from the kids. Right. No, but this is being broadcast after. Well, they'll, yes, they'll, they'll, exactly. So you'll or, have heard it already, the Ram Not Truck story. But that was this year's. This year's was Ram Not Truck and Hash Browns. Again. Hash Browns. Yes. That's, Did they bring Hash Browns to class? Did you bring <laughs> Hash Browns to class? No, I didn't bring Hash Browns did to class. Did you See, rant about Hash Browns I to did. class? I did. I actually, I actually said, uh, well, okay, so that story is, is a story all of its own. And, and how that one went is, um, I went on a diet in December of last December and, and cut out, uh, vast majority of carbs. And people in the congregation know that uh, I was fat and now I'm not so fat. Um, but I'm still kind of fat ish, fluffy, so. but not so fluffy. Right. Right. So, you know, um, and so I'm losing weight and, and so I cut out these carbs and, and, um, the kids, they, they kind of noticed that and they, that, that was a big thing. But one of the girls uh, always eats hash browns every morning. And so she, she's like, but hash browns are wonderful and you should eat them in the morning. And then, and so I just said, nope, you can leave. She goes, what do you mean? Nope. If you eat hash browns in the morning, you can just go, you can leave. Get out of the class. <laughs> and so and then she, then she, well, what if I eat hash browns on Monday and Wednesdays and Fridays? <laughs> She took it seriously. <laughs> At first, she took it very seriously. <laughs> like, I don't want to get kicked out of class. <laughs> I don't want to get kicked out of confirmation class because I ate hash browns. <laughs> but the funniest part about that whole thing is, and it was so sweet, uh, this one one particular student, she, uh, what is it, the next week she brought in a squ- uh, one of those um, um, buttered squash. <laughs> she goes, well, I know you're on a diet. And she goes, but this is really good, too. And, and <laughs> so they, they start bringing in food to tempt you. So, yes. So hash browns was part of a story there, too. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, a, a couple of years ago, we had uh, one, one of the uh, confirmation students would bring in Tootsie Rolls and have, like, a bunch of Tootsie Rolls there. And I'd always ask if I could have a Tootsie Roll, and he'd always say no. And so... Uh, throughout the year, whenever there was some sort of illustration, whether it be an illustration about stealing or coveting somebody else's stuff, I would always use his Tootsie Rolls because he would have that every week in front of him. And uh, the best part was when I was talking about coveting, about, you know, I really want uh, his Tootsie Rolls over there and the, trying to illustrate uh, um, coveting. He just slowly reaches over to the Tootsie Rolls and just slowly d- draws him closer and closer to himself. Like, I know he's, he's walking close to me. He's getting up, and he's talking about he's uh He's uh ranting and raving about how much he likes Sissy Rolls. And, yeah, that was the, that was the story there. And and I'm pretty sure that you would have gotten close enough and you would have grabbed a Tootsie Roll. Yes, I, I, if I really wanted to. And, and then we asked for preemptive forgiveness. Because <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, to say, Lord, forgive me we, for what I'm about, about to do. do. <laughs> Which is why we should have uh, the Lord's Supper on Friday nights, right? So that everyone can preemptively receive forgiveness for what they're about to do that on Friday On Friday and Saturday. On Friday and Saturday. (laughs) Because that's a thing. Yes, exactly. Um, I thought that's what that was all about, right? (laughs) 
You know, you, you take the Lord's Supper on Sunday, so you're forgiven for the rest of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Front-loaded. Front-load forgiveness. Because that's what the life of sanctification is all about. Or trying to get it, away with as much as possible. Yes, exactly. Or is it back-loaded? <laughs> back-loaded, front-loaded. <clears throat> talking about talking about trying to get away with things that you're you're not supposed to to do. Um, this story hits a little bit closer to home because it involves one of my own family members, and um, and I'm going to keep their name nameless so that you, no one makes fun of them more. <clears throat> but the uh, we were in winter, not very long, had to have been a year. Yeah, about a year, about a year. And we're, it's, it's nice, beautiful day. You know, we're getting close to the springtime and, and things like that. And <clears throat> the one person in my family decided that they were going to be playing outside and, uh, they were very, very young in the, in, in the, in the prime ages for potty training. And, uh, <clears throat> my wife, she, she hangs out the, the parsonage door and she says, you know, calls them in to, to, um, go to the bathroom because, you know, we try to keep them on a schedule and just obstinate, doesn't want to do it. And I'm teaching confirmation class, and 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 the, where the parsonage was and where the church was, the my office where I taught confirmation in <clears throat> was the, they had two windows that faced the parsonage. So I mean, you could see the parsonage just perfectly. And we had two um, apple trees that were <laughs> in front of the parsonage. And um, my child decides that I'm not. Wasn't going to go in when mom said to go in and go to the bathroom. And so he, uh, they decide that they're going to uh, <clears throat> disguise their behavior and go behind the apple tree facing away from the, the, the parsonage so my wife can't see them. <laughs> Proceeds to drop trowel <laughs> and go to the bathroom on the apple tree. In full view of 12 confirmation students who are now not focused on what I'm talking about because my back's to it. And they're all facing that laughing hysterically with the comment of, Pastor, I think your your child <laughs> is naked in the backyard going to the bathroom on an apple tree. So I... I, I, I Okay, that was a good chuckle. I texted my wife. I said, I think you gotta come out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I that was the that was the highlight for that very first year I was there is um guess what? My my children don't like to use the toilet inside. So <clears throat> So how do you segue away from that other than just to just a potty, joke. <laughs> potty joke. Potty joke. <laughs> um yeah, let's just move on to a different one. Uh this year one of the things, oh, when I teach confirmation class, I usually alternate because I know there are different people who learn differently. So I'll alternate within different methods of teaching. And uh, so, for example, one year I'll have a PowerPoint presentation where everything that they need to write down is right there. And, you know, lots of pictures and things. I do it that way for the visual learners. Other years I won't have any uh, PowerPoint, but they have to hear what I have to say. And so maybe that... Uh, works for someone who is a uh, uh, more auditory learner. This past year I used, um, that was the, the cycle that I was in, but I still like to do pictures because pictures is still a nice thing. But, but if I'm not going to use PowerPoint, then my alternative is to draw them. 
And I actually had things where the kids also had to draw too, like draw this picture, draw a picture of what it means to you that the, in baptism you receive forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. Draw something that communicates to you that you receive all three of those gifts. And so there are some, I had some very artistic kids who, who really took that seriously and would draw a beautiful picture. But they did not take seriously my pictures that I was drawing. In fact, they called them pastor portraits because they said, they, and every time I would draw something, they would just be merciless about how awful it was. But again, it didn't matter because they remembered uh, the truth of, of what we were trying to communicate. So kids, if you think that pastor just uh, is... is uh, is is drawing a picture because he just doesn't have the technology technological know-how to put a, a a picture on the screen recognize there might be something deeper being it behind it that he is uh, communicating with you very good so so the moral of the story is um everything that your pastor does is for a reason no matter how bad it is <laughs> no matter how bad it is <laughs> <laughs> he is going to embarrass himself to no end so for your you, benefit for your benefit there you go that's you know that's the moral that's the takeaway the takeaway right. is how wonderful it is that you have a pastor willing to embarrass himself so, um so that so that you will succeed and 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 get the message that's that's my goal that my and and i think that's the the wonderful joy of confirmation is because we we get to sit down with these kids and they they get an idea of, of their pastor as a person and not just a, a figurehead of the church or a figurehead of, of someone standing in front of them. You know, we uh, I have the benefit of having having uh, wonderful teachers on our staff uh, who are called and, and do tremendous jobs. Um, and and each of the kids get an idea of of who these teachers are. And and you know, I've I've only been here going on. You know, I'm in my second year here at St. John. But, but every year I hear the kids saying over and over and over again, <clears throat> don't uh, you, just wait until you get such and such a teacher. It's going to be awesome. And, <clears throat> you know, there's easily a part of well, any person, right, that would say it would kind of feel nice if they'd say that about you. Um, and this year I, I, I was, uh, you know, I, I had heard through the grapevine you know, kids are saying you're gonna love catechism when you get into to sixth grade. That's Just bring be your awesome. hash browns. Well, don't eat hash browns. <laughs> uh, wear Star Wars shirts. Um, you know that kind of stuff. But but that's that's the idea. You know that that there is excitement for um, the class. That it's not like we discussed on the on the last podcast in this marathon that we're doing. Um, that so so often catechism can become a exercise of the intellect instead of this is living faith this is just a, a a progression on on what faith becomes and i think what what we are trying to highlight here in this particular episode is is there's stories behind how we interact with these kids that that yeah the memory is a thing and yeah the discussion of the topic is a thing but there's also the the human side where they get to see their pastor and and they get and and the pastor gets to see them and and there's no judgment there, and it's just a, a fun thing. Um, <clears throat> I had one student, uh, and this is this. I'm, I'm unless I think of something else, this would be my last story here. Um, I had one one student, and I use it again this year because I had another student who is this way. But but I had one student one one year who just had a bad attitude, just bad attitude. No matter 
no matter what you did, you just came into class with just a horrible, horrible attitude. And um, <clears throat> I had I had before used theme music for the class for the year. I had one student who had hung their whatever would sit in a chair would hang their <clears throat> their arms down and had really he had really long arms and touch the ground and he would always sit there with his arms hanging and that's all he would do. And so uh, that year's theme music was "Hey Hey We're the Monkeys." Awful. <laughs> it was awful, but it was funny. Um, and then I had another um, uh, who loved the color yellow, so we all live in a yellow submarine was was the theme song for that year. But this year, um, this this just one kid was just horrible attitude, and and it's like permeated the rest of the the class. And so the song became "Space Unicorns." Um, and if you ever have a chance to go on YouTube, look up "Space Unicorns." There's not any other songs called "Space Unicorns." Just say it, "Space Unicorns" and. Uh, um, just it became the theme song of the year because it's space unicorns uh, soaring through the sky, um, delivering the rainbows all across the world. Uh, space unicorns. Uh, that's and it just <laughs> it's shooting marshmallow lasers. <laughs> it's just a silly song. It has absolutely no basis in anything. But when he walked into the room, and for the very first, he walked in as he walked in the room, I started playing that song. And and I remember he stopped, and a smile came to his face. He's like, "What are you doing?" That's for you, kid. That was for you, <laughs> right there. And and he smiled, and it was the first time he smiled. It was the first time I got a smile out of him. And I said, "That's why that was for you." And it was like it turned it turned the rest of that year around. You know that that became the theme song, and we had we we did it a little bit this year. Um, uh, with 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 the kids because we had a couple of really grumpy pants people who didn't want to participate and I and so I just I put it on and they're all looking at me like what is this and I'm like it's our theme song <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a good story of trying to reach uh reach kids where they're at and try to 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 emphasize to them that you're there for them. You're not going to take them where they're at, but reach them where they're at and take them to where you want them to go. That uh, the confirmation is really for them. Um, and this is something that you, as I, I could tell, this was your desire to reach them uh, where they're at and then so that you can bring them Jesus. That's an awesome story. Uh, my last story is a story kind of along the same lines. I had a, a kid who really struggled with memorization. And he struggled for a whole year with memorization. And he was a kid who always took things very seriously. He would always have reactions that were honest. Like we would talk about, I remember one time when um, we were talking about hell and that people are actually going to hell. And he said, that doesn't make me feel very good. And I used it as an opportunity. Yeah, it doesn't make any real Christian feel very good. That's why we share the gospel with people because we don't want them to go to hell. Oh, okay, I get it. So it was just a, uh, it was very a straight shooter, um, took took catechism seriously, but really struggled with memory work. But by the end of the year, working on it, he was doing very well. Now the next year, a new new kid came who really also struggled with memory work, and so I I went to the first kid and I said, when that when the second kid really struggled with his memory work, and the first kid could say three Bible passages at a time. I, I went to him and I said, because I wanted him to encourage the second child, and I said, 
what's your secret? What's your secret for, you did three Bible passages today. What's your secret? And he said, I don't have a secret. I just go over it every day with my mom. Well, that's your secret, isn't it? <laughs> right. So it was, uh, it, it, he did, um, he did, he, he, like, it was the, the look on his face, like, I don't have a secret, Pastor. That's not a secret. Like, yeah, it is a secret. Yes, my mom, it's not a secret. <laughs> yeah, it's a chore. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that's a good story. Uh, and so today, dear listener, you, as you heard our confirmation stories, um, recognize the joy that we have in teaching your children and the children of our congregations. And it, it's not without memory. It's not without impact on their lives or on ours.